This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Welcome back Sunday. I got to tell you before I get started here, I am feeling absolutely horrible, like I got run over by a truck. I woke up Friday morning with a nasty headache, and I thought, ah, here we go. And then I started getting the the, 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 the shivers, and I thought, ah. And sure enough, uh, I came home Friday afternoon around 2 o'clock, and I said to my wife, I need to lay down for a little bit. And that was the beginning of the end for Big Chris over here. Uh, all weekend, in and out of bed, uh, sweats, fever. Uh, that seems to be subsiding, but uh, now turning into some kind of nasty head cold. I don't know if it's COVID or not. Who knows? Nasty little virus, though. Hopefully I'll be able to uh, get back in action here pretty quickly. But anyway, I was up and about today. didn't get to do this on the schedule that I normally would have liked to have, but anyway, there you go. I'm behind on my emails. If you've sent me an email, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Just haven't had really a chance to get in there. So uh, you've heard the, the old Aesop fable, right? The scorpion and the frog. And the story is that the frog is down by the river. And a scorpion comes along and says, uh, I need to get to the other side of the river. It's it's an emergency. Can you help me? The frog looks at the scorpion and says, well, if I do that, you'll sting me. The scorpion looks at the frog and says, I certainly would not. Why would I do that? If you're carrying me across the the river, if I sting you, surely we'll both die. And the frog considers this logic and says, you know, it would be the right thing to do to give the poor little scorpion a ride across the river. And so sure enough, the scorpion hops on the back of the frog. And about halfway across the river, the scorpion looks down at the frog and stings him. And what happens? The frog enters a, a, a paralyzed shock from the, from the poison of the scorpion, stops swimming, starts to sink, and they both die. And uh, when asked, you know, why does this happen, the answer is because the scorpion is a scorpion. This is what scorpions do. And, uh, you know, this is why character matters. This is why origin matters. This is why history matters. And, you know, not that there can't be repentance and not that people can't change course and nations and politics and things like that. But then you get into certain areas where until you are pretty sure that there's been a structural change, it'd probably be best to stay away from the doggone scorpions. And so there's a lot of things that are like this in life. You know, drugs, uh, extramarital relationships outside of the core family, uh, these things and many other things. Money, fake money, uh, money being uh, given out on on political basis, mass um, deception going on. All these things are scorpions in our everyday lives. There's a, a proverb Don't speak in the ears of a fool, for he will only despise the common sense in your words. And I find this really repeatedly, and I think it's part of what's been affecting my mood lately in terms of politics and and my, um, 
my my lack of um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, positive thinking for a positive future. Because people just aren't seeing the fact that we're dealing with scorpions. You know, what do you do with the scorpions? Well, you kill them. You know, we've been infiltrated. Did you ever hear Arianna Huffington's voice, by the way? She's another one. She sounds like Klaus Schwab. They have so infiltrated these wacky leftist liberals with their bizarre logic and their bizarre way of thinking. They don't care. They'll sting everybody. They'll drown everybody because it's what they do. This is the spiritual war that people argue about. You know, you see this thing going on with Kanye, right? Have you been watching this? Yee, change his name. <laughs> Maybe I'll just change mine to C. I, I never really had any big appreciation for Kanye or the Kardashians, believe me. Talk about mass deception. I'm like, what is this freak show? Everybody's got weird names, weird looks, all kinds of plastic surgery. But I think that what you see in Kanye today is a guy who has has seen through the darkness at least a little bit, enlightened a little bit. He's going, whoa, this isn't right. And maybe it took the, an attack on his family to, to, to realize that, to say, wait a minute, what, what kind of society have we created where the mother of my children just goes and jumps in a bed with some other dude and, and publicly puts it out there? And this stuff goes on all the time. But this is not limited to the Kardashians. They're demonstrating what everybody else is kind of doing as well. Everybody's partying it up on all kinds of drugs, going out, not a care in the world about their future, their kids, um, just selfish pleasure. These are all scorpions. And I see, you know, Kanye's frustration, I see it as a reflection of all of us. Conflict. We're in this conflict. Why? Because we're detached from God. Now, maybe you're not religious. You say, I don't believe in God. We're going to go down that. Look, we're detached from something. You tell me what it is. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the, the uh, chaos being evil and order being good. Order being godly, chaos being um, uh, the, the devil, from the devil. And look at what it does to our lives. You know, I never really understood that when I was younger, but now that I'm at the point in my life that I am now, I see it. All this pandemonium every day, all this conflict. We've been fooled, we've been cheated, we've been taken advantage of, and now we suffer the painful consequences just like the frog. Exact same scenario, really, right? Now, Kanye, you know, as far as the... uh, you know, the, the woke machine, and they're pushing back on that now, right? They're going, we don't even know what woke is. <laughs> don't worry, we'll explain it to you. I don't think we're being woke. I was listening to this uh, female army officer talking about that. The army isn't woke. We're just trying to uh, be uh, open to different cultures. Oh, okay. Like the transgender culture. I See, here's the, the thing. The military uh, culture it's up to the recruits to adapt to the military culture, not the other way around. That's normally how that works. It's another scorpion. But this one I thought was funny with Kanye because Kanye um, is complaining that the media is too Jewish. And suddenly there's this rage. Uh, I think more aptly you could say they call themselves Jewish. You know, I don't see um, people like Mark Zuckerberg as being, very, you know, having a high level of piety to you. They say they're Jewish, and I have a problem with that because they claim this ethnicity, and it's another, another scorpion, the, the atheist Jews, 
right? Why do you call yourself Jewish? It's it's very full of, uh, misleading, right? But anyway, uh, Kanye is complaining that the media is too Jewish, and then suddenly there's all this rage. Now, I just saw an article a couple of days ago. I didn't save it, uh, but I saw this article that the NHL, the National Hockey League, is too white. And nobody had a problem with that. So a black guy can comment about white guys, right? If it was a black guy saying, oh, the, the NHL, uh, right? they've done it with the NFL. Oh, all the management is a white guys. Nobody complained. In fact, the opposite. They started kneeling and, and putting black and white photos on the cover of Sports Illustrated. But the Jewish guys knew who, 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 who. That's against the rules. And in the, in the famous words of Vladimir Putin, who makes up these rules? They're not rules. These problems are the, are the result of centralized power resulting in poor decisions. Everything that we've talked about here, we've seen it happen. Global corporations having way too much power. We're going to get into that more this week. Uh, that's really where the, the core problem lies, where the money's coming from. We talked about this before from a, a religious aspect, right? You talk about idols and, and worship and idolatry. What do those words mean? It's where you spend your money and where you spend your time. And, and if you're putting your money into uh, uh, disfiguring children, what do you think the future is going to bring? You tell me. Let me go through a couple of stories here with you to, to illustrate the point that I'm trying to make. Uh, this is from uh, Russia, Russian Times, and they say that the United States' nuclear ambitions are being hindered by the Russia problem. Um, and that is this. The United States apparently wants to make these micro-nuclear facilities, which I've long been an advocate for. I think it's a huge, great solution to uh, our, our modern energy needs. And uh, the problem is that Russia has the uranium. So these plans to develop these small reactors, which would be an easy solution to these uh, energy woes, are now complicated by the fact that a Russian firm is the only supplier of the required fuel. Russia's HALU, I think is how you say it, H-A-L-E-U, monopoly has long been a concern in Washington, but the Ukraine crisis elevated the issue to an emergency because, as Reuters said, neither the government nor the companies developing the new advanced reactors want to rely on Moscow. As a result, Joe Biden's administration may tap America's stockpile of weapons-grade uranium to fill the supply void. Does anybody remember when Hillary Clinton, the Democrat Secretary of State under Barack Obama, sold all the uranium to Russia? I think they called that scandal Uranium One. Uh, There was never any investigation, really, that I'm aware of. You know, they came out and said, it was vetted to all the agencies. So why are they coming back now and saying that we don't have any uranium and it's and this monopoly's long been a concern in Washington? That's not what they were saying two years ago. Why isn't anybody looking into this? That we now, in order to, to heat our homes and keep the lights on, have to further dip into strategic supplies, risking what? Our security. Then there's this story, which I'm sure you've heard of, the student uh, debt relief plan. You mean the the mass scam to stick taxpayers with the bill 
for people's colleges, for people's college education? Well, the plan temporarily blocked. Maybe you heard that by now. The federal appeals court has temporarily blocked President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan, halting any debt from being erased. But the administration is encouraging people to continue submitting their applications. So why isn't Biden being held in contempt of court like Bannon? Where does this end? You know, the, the, the Biden administration can just say, well, even though there's this court order, we're going to just go ahead and keep taking the application just in case we squeeze this through, you know, so then we'll be ready. What is really going on here? And why isn't somebody waking up to this and saying, let's just compare this a second in this new era, the new rules and the new way of looking at things, that scorpions are okay, all right? How is it that a young 17, 18-year-old decides to forego going to college, forego starting a career, and decides to join the military? They spend four years making far less than, than what the average civilian makes. They get out four years later, and now they have to begin where everybody else started four years ago. The, the veteran gets no loan forgiveness. The uh, college pupil who did nothing to serve the country uh, has pretty much proven in most of these cases that they're complete losers, that they went and got useless degrees, spent four years working on something that they had no intentions of really contributing anything to. There's plenty of jobs out there. Why is anybody really looking into this, whether it's even a need or not? Why are we even doing this? But just compare it to the veteran. If we wanted to do something good for people who cared about this country, we'd be given $20,000 loan forgiveness on VA mortgages. Not, not to, to, to failed uh, college students who never did anything for anybody, but they go join Antifa. Here's the funny thing. You know, so they're going to just, just go ahead and keep applying, keep applying, keep applying, keep the pressure on. That's what they're doing. I went to the link, the studentaid.gov. Um, first of all, it's, it's not on the, any normal uh, website. It's a new website that was made up. And this isn't an application. All it is is capturing your name uh, and email address, and they've made it look uh, uh, kind of official. But they have no way of knowing. Go look at it yourself. The link is in the show notes. There's no place in there where you put, you know, what money is owed or who, to, who it's owed to. So I can all but guarantee you they're feeding this thing out. They're going to go out to the influencers, hey, make sure you tell people in your audience to make sure they sign up. Because even though the dirty Republicans are fighting, we got a plan to get this done. But you got to get signed up now. Okay? Wink, wink. Just like the scorpion. And then what are they going to do? You watch. You watch. They're going to turn around. They're going to say, well, we've got 150,000 hungry young Americans have signed up for the loan forgiveness. That tells you how serious this need is. 150,000 young people being held down by these overbearing loans. Meanwhile, they don't know if any of them owe a penny, who they even are. Either way, you tell me how it's fair. How is this program fair? And, And under any moral code, then you've got the abortion issue. Maybe you heard about this story. The beautiful, the wonderful uh, Stacey Abrams, I think she's going to be competing for the next Miss America the way things are going. Uh, she chimed in on abortions. And she might know as a, as a black woman, since so many black babies have been aborted over the years, but she doesn't have any children. Here's what she had to say about abortion. She says, having children 
is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. I'm not sure what that means. You can't divorce carrying an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. And so these are, it's important for us to have both end conversations. She's just not making any sense there. But she's making the case that the you know path out of your inflationary woes is don't have any kids. And so, it's, I've said this before, this is the position of these scorpions. If you have the baby and you find it inconvenient, really for any reason, just kill it. Just kill the baby if it's inconvenient for you. You get pregnant, right? You have sex. You know what the possibilities are. Uh, you end up pregnant. We understand how these things happen. And, uh, you know, if it's, if it's not convenient for you, you think it's going to cost too much, just kill it. Just kill a baby. That's the answer. What kind of moral code operates like that? What kind of community, you go back through history, would the elders suggest such an idea? Biden to make taxpayers pick up the tab for federal employees' sex change surgeries. And once again, this isn't about right to abortion or right to transgender surgery. I guess, as goofy as it is to me, you know, if, if you want to go have your legs sewn off and attached to the side of your head, I guess if you can find a doctor to do it, it's legal to do that. I, I suppose that it's the, 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 the uh, great uh, freedom that you enjoy to be able to do these things. And then if you want to kill your baby in your belly, that you have the right to do that. Where is my right not to participate in it, not to be forced to pay for it? That sounds okay. Vermont school district suspends father of a girl who pushed back against biological male in her locker room. I don't know how they suspend. Oh, the father was a uh, coach. A Vermont school district under fire for allowing a biologically male student to use the girl's locker room has suspended a father from his position as soccer coach for using male pronouns to refer to the trans-identifying student. So... This whole story, when you put it together, what does it spell for you? What, what, what's the picture that those stories tell you? Well, ironically enough, there was an article in the Atlantic, the liberal-leaning Atlantic, um, by a writer, Francis Fukuyama. And the title is, More Proof That This Is The End Of History. Now, for some reason, you know, this has been long predicted. People have these doomsday scenarios. I was listening to Michael Savage the other day, who I haven't listened to in forever. And uh, kind of a reminder why I don't really listen that much anymore. I I don't quite get what he's doing there. But anyway, uh, not a bad podcast for sure, just not what it once was with the radio and whatnot. And I noticed a lot of contradictions in his message as well. Um, But it's interesting to me. That, uh, but I was. I started to say uh, Savage was also talking about um, this end of of civilization um, uh, concern that he's had since he was younger, and many people have had this. And I think myself as a combat veteran and seeing what can happen when 
when society fails and the, the level of destruction that can take place. It, it, it could make you a little bit cynical. But it's interesting here that you have a liberal-leaning uh, publication saying this. More proof that this is really the end of history. I believe it. I'll explain why I believe that statement. Over the past year, it has become evident that there are key weaknesses at the core of seemingly strong authoritarian states. That should give you a big clue. And I'm blaming it on moral decay, which I really think is the, is the basis. There was another thing I was watching. I had a little time to catch up on this stuff, laying in bed sick. And it was a great video about the problem of vodka in Russia and how much damage that it caused there. Uh, in Afghanistan, how the Taliban, you know what's really rose up the Taliban? Uh, they want to get the, the heroin addicts out of there. Guess what, guess what the Taliban are doing? They're rounding up the addicts and, and treating them because they feel that the, ad, the robberies, the beatings, that these addicts are just running amok. It's like having people possessed among you, right? I can, I can really see the biblical ties with all this. You know, people just strung out in just complete mess. Uh, the Taliban has had enough of it. They said, we're not going to put up with this anymore. Just watching the destruction of their society, somebody had to do something. Anyway, Francis Fukuyama says over the past, he's blaming it on something else. He says over the past decade, I'm not suggesting, by the way, that these governments and, and corporations haven't played a role in all this, but I don't believe it's the, the key cause. Over the past decade, global politics has been heavily shaped by apparently strong states whose leaders are not constrained by law or constitutional checks and balances. Uh, I think here, Russia and China both have argued that liberal democracy is in long-term decline and that their brand of muscular authoritarian government is able to act decisively and get things done while their democratic rivals debate, dither, and fail to deliver on their promise. Well, it's not because that, that, that having a republic operating under the rule of law isn't a better system, isn't morally right. It's because of exactly this, that because of the moral decay, the debate dither and fail to deliver on problems. Nobody's getting along. This article completely skips the idea of a free market, skips the idea of a republic where there's a rule of law and where people are responsible for themselves. It's a big Big change in message, big change in our moral code, if you will. The philosopher Hegel coined the phrase the end of history to refer to the liberal state's rise out of the French Revolution as the goal or direction towards which historical progress was trending. Now, listen very carefully to this, right? The philosopher Hegel coined the phrase the end of history to refer to the liberal state's rise out of the French Revolution as the goal or direction towards which historical progress was trending. For many decades after that, Marxists would borrow from Hegel and assert that the true end of history would be a communist utopia. When I wrote an article in 1989 and a book in 1992 with this phrase in the title, I noted that Marxist version was clearly wrong and that there didn't seem to be a higher alternative to liberal democracy. We've seen frightening reversals to the progress of liberal democracy over the past 15 years, but setbacks do not mean that the underlying narrative is wrong. None of the preferred alternatives look like they're doing any better. And this problem 
And this is the problem, basically. Liberalism got greedy, noted that the Marxist version was clearly wrong and that there didn't seem to be a higher alternative to liberal democracy. Listen, liberal, this idea of liberal democracy is founded on fiat money, easy money, fake money. It's fool's gold. It's a scorpion built on a foundation of quicksand. Uh, the whole Milton Friedman economic freedom model and Keynesian uh, economics uh, with, with revolving around fiat money, scorpion, and we're paying the price for it. Let's just take a look at the liberal championed efforts here that we started this whole conversation with. Mass killing, 800,000 or more abortions every year. A profit-making, baby-killing machine. And now they want us to blame our own children for this economic mess. You tell me who sounds more like Hitler. You tell me who sounds evil. Oh, we need to ramp. You know, prices of food are getting high. We better ramp up the baby-killing. They don't talk like that. Abortion's a choice. And if you're feeling like groceries are a little too expensive, maybe just kill it. I should be able to have these conversations. Hi, welcome to the abortion clinic. I understand you want to kill your baby. Uh, uh, they didn't say that. Well, that's what we do here. We kill babies. 800,000, 800, a million a year. About two-thirds of them are black. Yeah, it's fine. I won't tell you that they're mostly Jewish doctors. I won't say that because they'll, they'll sound like Kanye. They'll run me right out. Michael Savage will even be mad at me then. You can't say that. You can say that there's too many white people in the NHL, but don't say that there's too many Jewish people doing abortions. Don't say that. You know, <coughs> I'll tell you, at 51 years old, I've certainly um, been down my own path, which is not one of Mother Teresa, as you might know. And um, I was talking to a, a, a friend the other day. She's having... Um, uh, colleague, whatever, acquaintance, whatever you want to call it. And uh, she's having her second baby. And she said she's not having any more. And I said, that's a shame. I said, you know, I have two, uh, both really by accident, neither really planned. I was scared to death both times. I just was scared to death to be a parent. I think every kid is. And I think that the best thing that we could be doing to change that is to build up the strength of our family units that you know that you have some damn support. Even now, I mean, economically, we're in good shape, Right. I'm 51. My wife is 46 or 47. Don't tell her I said that. Um, but we don't really have family close by. You know, my wife's family. Uh, you know, they're they're you know very uh, reliable and things like that. But they're you know many hours away. It's not like they can just run over. And it's fine. We're fine. I don't mean to be belly aching. But without the support of the family and community close by, it's really hard to raise kids, especially if you're going to have multiple, especially when both parents have to work. We need to change that model. You keep running up inflation. Oh, this economic mess. Oh, just kill more kids. What's that going to lead to? So here you have the, 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 this uh, liberal democracy initiatives, mass killing of unborn babies, taking away people's right to defend themselves, taking away their right not just to carry firearms. This goes way beyond that, where you see people getting charged for defending themselves. And what does that do? It leaves people completely vulnerable. And when things get, get too bad, what did they want to do? They wanted to defund the police. They were blaming the police. And then they said, remember they said, you don't need guns because we have, you know, we have police to take care of that. You don't need an AR-15 to hunt deer. Well, you might need them to mow down 200 illegal immigrants coming across your property. Hmm? 
oh, we can't have that conversation either? Don't think it's not coming. You don't think it's not coming? You don't think there's a good chance of it? Mass killing for profit, taking away people's right to defend themselves, purely evil. The perverted efforts to turn boys into girls and girls into boys by castration and disfiguring them, and you wonder why all the children are depressed. They can't even get past, do you feel like a girl today? How many conversations like that are going on right now? The selling of strategic national assets like uranium to Russia and oil to China. Germany's buying coal from South Africa after they just gave South Africa money so that they wouldn't use coal. This is the political leadership of of these Western so-called liberal democracies. While they run up massive debts that will be passed on to our children, even with record tax revenue. With record tax revenue, you know how much the deficit went up this year? 50%. Now, I understand that uh, a lot of people I just can't talk to, but do you understand that if spending goes up 50%, at some point there's going to be a corresponding tax increase? I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I got all this wrong. Running up massive debts, unfair distribution of money from the Treasury, like loan forgiveness, it's immoral, it's theft. And if that's not enough, forced medical experiments on children and forced vaccination. You tell me, who does these things? From a moral perspective, yes, there are Republicans who's doing it. We call them rhinos, opportunists, selfish and greedy, with what? An insatiable appetite for attention and a desire to feel important. And under this this BS guise that these scorpions sell us, that we continue to destroy the very building blocks of our future, how do you expect this country to amount to anything? You wonder why people are depressed. You look at what you just gave away our uranium. You're giving away our oil. You're giving away money. To, 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 we don't even know where it's going. Billions of dollars going to Ukraine with all kinds of problems here. Go tell the people in Flint, Michigan, who don't have water, down in Jackson, Mississippi, who don't have drinking water, why we're going to rush assets over there to protect the the dam in Ukraine. Who does these things? It's not Republicans. In some cases, it is. Selfish and greedy. That's what it boils down to. We continue to attack the very foundation of our future in every way imaginable. Imagine if the greatest generation thought this way. Where would we be today? What would it be today if, if our parents and grandparents thought the way that, that we speak today? We destroyed churches. We destroyed families. We destroyed small businesses, states' rights, and the system that revolve around those issues. All for what? For liberal democracy. Right? That you could have more economic freedom and more freedom to do what you want. Freedom to kill your baby if it's not convenient. Freedom to to cut your penis off if it's not convenient to be a man. Freedom to stick somebody else with the bill if you don't feel like paying for it. Where does it end? Selling off everything that matters. Not allowing people to protect themselves. Jeopardizing the security of the nation. With everything going on right now. How does any of this sound like a good idea? We're not a liberal democracy. You know, somehow this, this phrase got thrown into the mix that the media uh, and, and many others are playing, oh, the liberal democracy. No, we're a republic. And that's the problem. There's nobody to enforce the law. Nobody willing to stand up and do anything about it. That's the big difference. 
When I come back tomorrow, and I hope you'll join me, I want to get into a great article uh, from AmericanThinker.com. I don't know if you've ever checked out this blog. <clears throat> they got a lot of very rich information. And the article's titled, What Comes After the Current Chaos? It starts off, false narratives control many of us that you don't even realize the scorpions out there. Easy to get duped, and I think it happens every day to many people. It gets very frustrating, which is why I started with that that uh, proverb, that uh, don't speak in the ears of a fool, for he will only despise the common sense in your words. You know, what's happened today is we have the scorpions that have become so cunning that they would tell the frog, what do you mean you won't give me a ride across the, the river? What are you, racist? Are you racist against scorpions? You know, if we didn't have so many frogs on this uh, stream bank, maybe if some of us scorpions had some ownership rights, this is what would be going on. Instead of dealing with the fact that the scorpion simply, simply takes, simply steals from the frog. You know, that's been the, the battle of government from day one. If you go back and read Common Sense by Thomas Paine, I rewrote it in modern English. Check it out. And see what Thomas Paine had to say about this issue, the dealing with the laziness, the takers that don't want to do their share, that want to take from other people, that want to institutionalize it. And then you just have plainly evil people that for whatever reason they think they're going to get their sense of importance or whatever. I don't know. But there has to be pushback, just like the Taliban in Afghanistan. That's been the failure of this liberal democracy. It's so selfish, trying to feed on the poorest countries in the world. I saw another story. It was fantastic. ExxonMobil dealing uh, with this African nation. There's an African country that's in the what they call the armpit of Africa. Um, armpit of Africa. Um, and this, this really shows where I think the resentment. Um, Nigeria? Cameroon? No. I forget what country it is. Cameroon? I don't think so. Anyway, sorry, I don't know my, my African geography real well, but there's an island nation off the coast of Africa, and apparently they have large oil reserves off their coast, and ExxonMobil went in there and made a deal with them for the oil. And tell me if this doesn't sound familiar. It was amazing, the story getting reported on a CNN documentary. They were talking about how this evil dictator, tyrant leader uh, was taking all this money, and his family was living in, in wealth and luxury, um, they're just taking all this oil. On top of that, Exxon made a horrible deal. Like normally, I guess, uh, you know, for the country that where the drilling takes place, they get sixty percent of the revenue, and and Exxon's only paying them something like six percent. And so the net result of all this is very simply that the this king or this president, whatever they call him, this dictator. Uh, is living the high life while the rest of the people in the country suffer. Now, the people in the country, who do you think they're going to largely blame for enabling that? ExxonMobil, the greedy Westerners. Why, oh, we're going to keep gas prices down at the expense of those people? Why aren't they just getting a fair deal? But I thought it was really amusing that they put this story out there, that how corrupt and how wrong this is. And I thought to myself, how is this leader in Africa any different than the Biden crime family? that they fill their pockets and deplete our national reserves while they enrich themselves and stick it to the rest of us. Not only do they stick it to the rest of us, they blame us. Uh, they, they make it look like it's, it's our fault, if not ours, our children's fault. There's no end to it. No end to their greed, really. 
I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you can check out the story. It's a fascinating article. We're going to go a little deeper into this. I hope to feel a little better. Hope to see you there. Make it a great day. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.